You're listening to Deep Thoughts for Time, a part of the show where we bring you a quote or an idea that sparks conversation and inspiration. What's going on, sweet people? This is Michael Gray here with Coach Riley Kilbride, and we've got a new edition of something we have not done in a long time, which is our Deep Thoughts for Time. Riley came to me with a quote that he thought was particularly compelling, and he's the quote guy, so he he usually chooses all the quotes, which is fine with me. (laughs) So we're going to go with this quote. Riley, introduce it, talk about who it's from, and we'll we'll get going. I recently dove into a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, and a quote that really grabbed me out of this uh, book was, those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. So we can kind of take this multiple ways or multiple roads, but... Let's read it one more time just so that we can yeah. let that sink in. Let that sink in. Those who have a why to live can bear with almost any how. So what do you think in first thoughts? Well, first thoughts is I actually know who this comes from. So I think we should talk about his background a little bit. Yes. Because I think that is very telling in why this is important. Spoiler alert on Man's Search for Meaning, but this book, it's pretty much based upon this guy, Viktor Frankl, and his experience in uh, concentration camps in World War II and how his uh, mindset and how his attitude kind of ended up saving him to keep going and keep pressing through during these really, really tough times. Yeah, so he lived through, do you, do you remember which um, I think concentration? He, he definitely went through Auschwitz. Auschwitz. So yeah, he was but a, he was in a couple other too. Like he went from one to the other to the other. Right, and I think I think the history from what I understand is he started out kind of working as a doctor somehow, mm-hmm. or I, I'm not exactly sure what his role is, but he ended up being one of the, one of the inmates in a concentration yeah. camp and one of the worst ones in all of history. Yeah. And afterwards, he wrote this book. He just talks about and goes into great, great detail of how like your situation, your circumstance may just be awful, just be grueling. And there's only a certain way that you can kind of get your way out of it yourself. And that's only between your ears. Like the only thing that's going to keep you going through these hard times of being in a concentration camp and only getting a piece of bread and a little bit of soup a day and having to work all day and being in awful living conditions, like all the odds are against this guy. He, and he just kept just going forward and pushing forward and, and, and staying positive. It seemed like he was, I mean, in the darkest of times, he was still like a bit of light in this guy and that kept him going and ended up saving his life. What, uh, what was he staying positive about? Because I thought I had read this book, but I don't remember too much about it. Like well, what? He, he talks about, um, well, first of all, he was married and he talks about the love of his wife and the thought of his wife was keeping him going and just how love kind of was keep burning him through like all the tough times. And he also talked about his life's work. He like had this manuscript that he was writing and like he had a goal and he had something that he wanted to like accomplish on the other end of this. And he talks about it in very detail. He could just see the, the flame of people just extinguish and then soon thereafter just would, would go like we'll give up and just usually die. Yeah. You lose hope and there's just, it's hard to even. Yeah. He talks keep, about keep this going. guy that almost, he estimated like say, Hey, the war is going to be over at this date. I see it it's nine months in the future. They live out, they keep going, they keep going. They get to the date, the date within a week of the date, the, the guy, I mean, obviously there's no hope in sight at this point, And the guy just dies within wow. a week of his date that he projected. Like he had this goal and this kind of like, internal kind of like this is going to happen by then this is going to happen by then and then it didn't happen and it just like crushed the guy wow 
yeah, it was kind of kind of gnarly. This this book was just so intense of like the detail that he was able to describe the conditions that he was working in and just like like bringing the people into the concentration camp and shaving their heads and like how how quickly your fate could have been determined. So you walk up to these lines and like get up out of the train of the concentration camp and there's a guy standing there and he looks at you and he determines your fate. He said, either you go to the right or you go to the left. Like that's how quick your life was just determined. And if you went to the left, you go into the gas chambers and you went to the right, you went to a working camp. Like, it's just like, how can I, sometimes I even, how, how could that have happened? Like, yeah, there's definitely been multiple times in history where you're just like, how in the world can this happen? Right. There wasn't enough people of conscience to say, look, this isn't going to work. Everyone kind of followed what the crowd was doing. Yeah. I mean, it's just sometimes it's like we really screwed up as a human race. Like a couple of times we've been really wrong. Yeah. But when it comes to this quote and the kind of how we can relate it to a lot of things is like just we circle back to our friend Priscilla Tallman. She talks a lot about knowing your why. And, and when you do know that and, and knowing your why, I think for me is it's always changing and it's always kind of evolving. And if, and if you don't really know why you're doing things and you kind of lose sight of what you, what you really want to do. Like if you don't know your why or what you want to do or why, what motivates you to go forward, then you're just kind of going to be stagnant. Right. And I think that also goes to the idea of setting goals that are more long-term. Because if you just say, hey, my why is I want to do this 5K, yeah, then you may be motivi- motivated till the 5K happens. Then what? You're going to have to find a new why. You're going to have to think of something new that's going to drive you forward. And the way he talks about if you know your why, then you can go through any how. And me and Michael spoke off the microphone about of almost like we see a lot of today's society is, is a victim's mentality. So the thought that, you know, I want to be a basketball player, but, you know, I'm just a, you know, six foot white guy, which right. probably isn't the best example. But yeah. And I think what we what what I was saying was that the victim mentality that seems to almost be popular now mm. gets in the way of you being able to pursue your why, because you now have a reason why you can't do like a crutch. Why. It's like a crutch. Yeah. Like me personally, I'll be vulnerable here. Like, I think I won't have a successful marriage because all I've seen my whole life is unsuccessful marriages. Like my parents have been divorced. Grandparents been divorced. Sisters been divorced. Like now I see that and use that kind of victim mentality to think like, well, if I ever get married, I'll probably get divorced. Right. Yeah. And there's no denying. Maybe you've seen that kind of thing and that does have an influence, but you could be the one to change your family tree in that respect. Yeah, I think, and yeah, I want to, at least I, I use that as motivation to be honest. Yeah. And I think that I just, I think that the victim mentality, uh, whether it's, there's so many different kinds of victim mentality, just defeats people and it, it saps their energy to the point where their, their light can't burn anymore because yeah. they've got a reason why my light isn't burning and, yeah. and why I can't pursue that goal. Well, like, I'll never be this, so I guess why should I even try? Like, I'll never do this, insert X, insert Y, like, so I guess I'll never just do that. Like, I'll just be this. Why do you think victim mentality is something that is... Would you say it's popular? I'd almost say it's popular. Oh, it's definitely become a thing in our in our society now. I think because it's easy. It's easy to be like, woe is me. It's easy to say like, oh, that's why I'm not making it. That's why I'm not at the CrossFit Games is because, you know, I'm, I know I have a real job and I have a have a wife and a kid and like all of that might be a, not a good example, <laughs> but you know, it's easy. It's the easy way out. Like it's easy way to not put the work in. So going back to my, my example of, of not having a successful marriage is like, well, if I have a bad marriage, it's because I wasn't willing to put the time in to try to fix it and have a good relationship and do all the things that 
and t- and come with that. Like you got to be willing to do the work that you want to do to get to where you want to get, you know, like you can't just say you want to be this and not be willing to put in the work when it doesn't work out. Yeah. Like, I just think like I listen to a lot of podcasts when uh, with comedians and comedians talk about, they go up there and they just bomb and they bomb and they bomb, they bomb, they bomb a lot. Like sometimes they don't go up there and it doesn't go well. Like this, the jokes aren't funny. The people don't laugh and like they, but they don't stop kind of their craft and they get better. And they're like, it's not like they went up to a, a microphone one time was like, well, I'm not funny. I guess I'm going to quit. Even though that does happen a lot, the good ones keep going. They keep pressing forward. They keep grinding and then they end up being good comedians. So yeah. like they could be, use that victim mentality to be like, well, uh, I'm just this guy and I'm not funny. So I guess I'll just stop being a comedian. Right. Like it's, it, it inhibits people from really diving into the work. I think. Well, I was listening to some guy actually just today on the radio. He was a Super Bowl champion. I wish I remembered his name, but uh, someone had asked him, how much does that play into your happiness in life that you were, you have a Super Bowl ring? Mm. And he said, it's not the ring that I love. It's the fact that I didn't get my ring to my, I think he said 13th season. Wow. So that, that 13th season was evidence of season one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 12. Yeah. So I never got what I was looking for in that amount of time. And when I finally got it, it was a symbol of everything that had come before that, mm. which I thought was an interesting way of looking at it. It almost takes me back. There's a photo that I really love and it's like two people digging in a mine and like there's two people and one person's like digging against this wall and they're almost to the diamond. They're almost to what they were looking for yeah. and then they like give up. They're like walking the other way. Like they give up on their whatever they were trying to get because they're so close and they just they just quit and like, I guess I'll never get this diamond. I guess I'll be, you know, a broke miner my whole life. Yeah. And what, What's interesting about that is you don't know whether the diamond was there unless you keep going. And then sometimes you'll get through, you'll get to that diamond and you'll see all the work that got you there. That, mm. And that's just what's, I don't know that we're, we're in such a society now where we have to have what we want as soon as mm. possible. And there is value in the struggle yes. to get there and mm. people just don't understand. Well, that. and then what's going to keep you going through that struggle is knowing your why. Uh, and just through my experiences as a coach through this cultivating change program that I keep talking about, shameless plug, but, um, a lot of people, I mean, this, this program is only eight weeks and we're about five weeks in now. And they're like, well, like, why am I not losing X amount? Or like, why, why is it not working right now? I'm like, well, when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to lifestyle change, when it comes to anything worth having, it's, it's work, like it's work down the road. It's six months, nine months, a year down the road. Like, that instant gratification like society that we live in is, is wild, especially when certain things, maybe you can get that result really quickly, but is it going to be worth it when you get it? If it's fast? Right. Yeah. Are you going to be that? Are you going to be able to keep going through that when it, when it doesn't come as easy? Yeah. You may not appreciate the, uh, what it took. Yeah. So like, I think we've spoke on this before, but it's like you get to the top of a mountain and you look down at the, at the bottom and you realize that the fun part was from the ground to the top. Like the, the mountain doesn't seem as fun anymore once you've reached it. So, right. Yeah. I just, I love this quote and I love the book man search for meaning. I had a probably about 20 or 30 people tell me to read this book before I actually read it. So I'm kind of one of those that fights those. I'll have to pick that up again and, and read. It's good. It. I got to give it to Jen Lord next though. Okay. It's a quick read. Yeah. It's a pretty short book. Yeah. I did. I listened to it on audible and the guy's voice is just like hard to listen to. Yeah. The guy, whoever, whoever, uh, narrates it. Yeah. It was really tough, but 
So here's here's some thoughts that I want you guys to kind of go forward and kind of take this episode with is uh, if you know your why, do you know your why? What is driving you? What is motivating you to keep going on any of your goals, not even fitness related? So have some thoughts on that and kind of use that as fuel or kind of figure that out. If you don't know what you're really striving for then or why you're striving for it, because half the time, like, like, I don't know. For me, it's like, oh, I want this, and then I get it, and I'm like, oh, why did I even want that? Like, why did I even want that a little bit? But, right. You know, think on that and see where we'll see where it finds you. Yeah, and look for other other areas where you're you're giving yourself an out too, and mm-hmm. try to close those doors as best you can. Yeah, if you're if you're living on this victim's mentality that we've been talking about, like, just ask yourself, like, how's that serving you? Is it is it really debilitating you? Is it crippling you? Or is it? Uh, I don't think it really can help you though. You know, I've got a kind of a story along those lines. I was looking on some, I was on so, someone's social media page and I won't say who, but um, this girl was talking about how she's so grateful to be a woman being alive today and in this generation and this society and how she just feels like she's got so many opportunities. And uh, I was like, hey, I like that gratitude that I'm hearing. Mm. And she had told me, she was like, actually, you'd be surprised at how many other women say, what are you talking about? This is, yeah. we live in the worst society for women ever and blah, 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 stuff like that. And I'm like, man, if that's the way you looked at life, like, hey, I'm a woman, I'm, you know, I'm a fat guy, whatever your issue is, if that's what you're focusing on, you're not going to be better because mm. you have an out. And, and I want, I hope people can eradicate that from their life I as feel much like as if possible. You only think about the disadvantages you have, you'll never have any advantages. Yeah. Like if you keep thinking about all the stuff that's against you or the odds that are against you, like you won't see the odds that you do have in your favor. Like, Oh snap, I got two legs at work. I got, I'm like, my health is okay. Like I've got a family, like, you know, like things that you like, that just comes into thinking about gratitude and things like that. So well, and, and this quote comes from somebody who's in Auschwitz as a prisoner. I mean, do we think we have it anywhere near yeah, right. that bad? But yeah. he still had a, a positive mindset. I think I have a good mindset until I think about how uh, how my mindset's been tested. Right. Like, have I been up against odds like that? Have I been like in anything that's really that detrimental? Like, yeah, we this, think we were put to the test on a daily basis. Mm, we're not. We, we yeah. hardly have to deal with anything that's Scr- real. Only scratching the surface. Yeah, which. You know, thank God for that, right? Right. Super grateful that I don't have to test that mindset. That's right. All right, sweet people. This has been another Deep Thoughts for Time. I hope you can take something away from it, do some mental uh, introspection. Another addition to the podcast, something new we're trying to do for you guys is to get more responses from you guys. So what we did, we got our own phone number for kind of responses or questions. We're going to throw that number out to you guys. It's 623 404 Yeah, we're going to let you talk back to us. Yeah, so if you have any questions for any of the episodes or this episode in particular, call us, leave us a message. We might use your clip on the episode next so we can kind of uh, highlight your responses and kind of answer the questions that you guys have. Love to hear from you. Heck yeah. Yeah.